Blog Talk Radio. Good day. Welcome to You Are Okay, powered by Blog Talk Radio. I'm Bob, and we have our co-host, Mara, is with us as well. Good morning, Mara. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. I want to thank everybody for joining us, and I hope that everyone's had a wonderful week. It's been a wonderful week for me. I've been busy, had a lot of work to do, but that's, I always say it's better to be busy than bored, because, wow, it's go by slow when you're bored. Today we're going to be talking about soft is stronger than hard. Bob, you might want to turn off that. I saw that it was on there this morning when I was looking. I didn't set it up, but it's really loud. I think it's DSL. There we go. I found yeah. I found the stop button. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's like, what is this? You know, I think when we do these background ones, we almost need to do them at 10% for some of these dynamic um, Pieces players. Pieces that are there. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's been a good day, and it was a two-minute piece. At 25, that was 25%. <laughs> Yeah, I know, and that's something. I know, we'll try it at we'll try it at, at five or ten. Yeah, <laughs> that was we lovely. keep trying them once in a while to see how it'll work, but it sounds like it's over us, so Yeah, it really does on on occasion. Now I don't know what it sounds like to our listeners. They should let us know. But you know, it really goes to the idea that sometimes soft is stronger uh than hard. It really does. I mean, that's 25%. <laughs> it really set us up for the topic, didn't it? Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> it, it's a little difficult to make the music soft. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, it's been having thunderstorms here in Austin. I'm at home this for a few days, and wow, just the energy and the electricity and everything that goes along with the storms. I think a lot of people and get a little nervous or tense when there's a storm in the air. And I, since I've been a kid, I've always loved to, like, sit out on the porch, not, not stand in the rain by any means, but stand on a covered porch and just feel the energy of the storm and feel that wind and see the lightning and the thunder and just kind of take it all in. And Friday night, it was just one of those great, it was almost like a summer storm, but I guess a spring storm. And that came after being two weeks out in the desert, so it was very dry, and my skin just so appreciated getting back into a little bit of moisture and and just absorbing that energy. And then again this morning, had a beautiful storm again. There's something about the storms in Texas, I have to tell you, especially in that Austin area. Well, in San Antonio also, but where there's just, there's such electricity. They are so electrically charged. You know, all of the lightning and everything. I'm a, I'm a rain walker, too. It's interesting you said that. But I actually do get out in the rain. Fortunately, I live in a place where when it rains, we're not so inclined to have uh, electrical components, you know, in terms of lightning and strikes and all that, although they happen. But what's interesting is uh, where I am right now, the air is very soft, and gentle. Yesterday it was warm. It was warmer. Uh, but I was in Southern California for much of this week, and that's where I grew up. And I'm always just there's just a feel to the air there. You know, folks. Maybe right now, even for just maybe two or three seconds, just feel the energy of the air around you. I think it's something that we take for granted, and yet that's one of the miracles, one of the things we were talking about last week, that you uh, that it's there, and we miss it. We miss it, but there's a feel, there's an energy in the air, and I know this morning the sun is shining in, and it's just a glorious day here, but the air is soft and gentle and loving, which scares me because it's rumbling uh, over in Reno, which is only 189 miles from me. So I'm, I'm worried about their earthquake that may be coming. Oh, goodness, they had an earthquake there. Apparently they've been having what they call aftershocks or shocks or something where they had they did have an earthquake. It was at four. The number four means something. 
uh, you know, those of us who grow up in earthquake zones, uh, I can't speak for all, but for myself, I have deliberately not learned what numbers mean. I know what it feels like to have the earth uh, start swaying like I'm on the ocean <laughs> under my bed <laughs> you know, and my feet. But anyway, they had uh, an earthquake there night before last that was in this four range, and then they've had like 100 aftershocks. Goodness. Yeah, and so they say that really that what was the earthquake at the four was really just leading up to this uh, whatever is coming. Now, just to put all that in perspective, when there was the earthquake in Alaska, I don't know, most of you probably don't even recall that, but it was back you know in the 90s, there was an earthquake in Alaska that rumbled all the way down to San Diego, I believe. But definitely... Wow. in in Northridge, down where um, the University of California, Los Angeles is. They they had problems, you know, uh, just significant, significant damage, all from that whole fault. We live kind of in an area of faults. Now, back in the Midwest this last week, there was an earthquake somewhere in the Midwest, but most people don't realize, did I say I don't know about earthquakes? Ha, 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 Um, is that... (laughs) I did hear about the one in the Midwest because I grew up in the Midwest, and yes. and someone uh, actually was talking. Someone that I I can't remember who. How weird! Someone told me about there being an earthquake. Was it in Indiana or somewhere like yeah. that? Well, what most people don't realize is that one of the worst earthquakes ever in the United States was in that whole Wisconsin, uh, Missouri, Indiana, um, Illinois, Illinois fault area. And uh, there was just a huge earthquake there at one point. And so it, it always interests me. That was never something I learned about when I was uh, a little kid living in Ohio. And, and even when I lived in Wisconsin to go to law school, I didn't hear about earthquakes being a reality. Yet I have come to know that's one of, where one of the worst earthquakes ever occurred within that whole belt of And fault. is that part of the, the New Madrid fault? It may be. I don't know the name of the fault, but that's probably... But we grew up knowing in St. Louis about the New Madrid fault that, that goes down. I'm not exactly sure where, but it would it would have hit St. Louis yes. if there's earthquakes in that fault. And we had yes. earthquakes when I was a kid. A couple times I remember them. They were, like you said, just all of a sudden it just shakes for a minute and you and wonder what in the done. world is going on. Yeah, exactly. And so... Uh, you know, it's it's kind of interesting right now that uh, th- there's that dynamic going on, but there are always Earth things going on, and I think that, um, and on some level, that shows us that the Earth is far more flexible and movable and malleable than most of us think of it as being. You know, we live in very stable environments. We live in stable homes. We live on stable ground for the most part. We'd like to think that it's hard, that it's not soft and malleable. And that's part of maybe what the struggle of soft being stronger than hard, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's all of the solid things, the hard things that we put on the ground that really kind of crumble, but the ground, the planet, just continues to exist and survive and and just moves forward. You know, New Orleans is decimated because of the um, of the hurricane Katrina and and the poor treatment of the people and, and we're gonna get certainly get to the people part of the component of soft soon. But um, New Orleans itself, putting aside um, buildings, is the same. It continues to exist. It may be a little bit deeper below sea level. It may have a little bit more out in the Gulf uh, that was once covered, that wasn't, was dry land, is now covered with water. But the reality is this soft planet is very flexible, very malleable, continues to exist. And it's the structures, it's man's uh, attempts to control the planet that crumble. That's right. That's right. So I thought maybe you'd want to share with us this morning a little, uh, what the meditation for the week is so that we can all be thinking about that right now and for throughout the rest of the week, the one that was introduced on the show on Friday morning. Friday morning, yes. Fear hides the light. 
You are never alone. You are never forgotten. You are of the Divine One's body. Trust in the Divine One. Trust you are loved. So much of the malaise and pain and suffering uh, that we do to each other arises from trying to prove that we are enough. Well, really, perhaps trying to prove that we are more than others. But we don't have to be more, and we don't have to be afraid we're not enough. We are just the way we are. Thank you, Bob. Oh, thank you. The <clears throat> fear does hide the light, and I think we really need to make sure that we that we don't allow that to happen and that we when we're in that moment of fear remember that we are one with the universe and remember that fear is don't let fear guide you don't let fear take you over reject the fear look at what's confronting you and find a way in love to handle that situation stop and take a few three deep breaths and just concentrate on what it is that you need to do in love to get through that situation and don't live in fear. Absolutely. Don't let fear overcome you. You know what's amazing is we have such a negative connotation. I've written another book with God. It's called Soul Talk. I've never really done much with it, but it talks about this very topic and uh, and. It, it talks about the idea that there is such a negative connotation to surrender, to to no longer fighting, to letting go and letting God, letting things be as they're going to be. And the negative connotation arises from man's interaction with man. But in the end, generally, things are not as bad as, except perhaps in the context of war, in our daily living in, in a relatively... Uh, calm time certainly in our country we're blessed with peace or a a level of peace let's say we've got uh, certainly we have our own internal terrorism with gangs but during this time when you just surrender to the moment you just open your hands and just turn your palms down toward the ground and say everything is the way it should be for me to be all I can be. Just, just that very act of just releasing um, it is so enlightening, so flexible. So giving up a fear, because fear arises many times from our need to control. Um, Neil Donald Walsh's uh, book, uh, Conversation with God, I have his cards. I really recommend people buy those. I don't make a lot of recommendations for purchases, but that's one I do recommend. I think they cost maybe 12 bucks from Amazon and maybe some postage. But um, these Conversation with God cards are wonderful. And the one that really, really I love to see is everything is based in either fear or love. And that's what we're all about here, the love part. And just letting go and believing you are loved. We can survive the greatest obstacles if we believe we're doing it with God, not alone. I'm going to pull a conversation with God card for our audience right now. So if you all, Bob, you can continue. And when I have it pulled, the next time you come back to me, I'll tell them what it is. Sounds good. I actually pulled it. I have a little set of Buddha cards, and it has a, a lot of people may not even know that there's a whole bunch of different Buddhas, not just one. And what these cards do is they just kind of introduce the Buddha, and then they give a little message of something that you should concentrate on or focus on. And I pulled one this morning, and I'll read that card while you're pulling a card. Okay. And I'm sure I'm going to butcher the name of this, because since I speak Spanish, I tend to always pronounce every other thing in Spanish. I was at a Greek restaurant actually a few last week, and I said, and I read it in read what I thought that how you should say it. And it, of course, was in a Spanish accent, and the lady <laughs> laughed and said, "Yeah, that sounded more like Italian or Spanish, honey, not Greek." <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm going to say this properly, but it's Amitabha. And it's the Buddha of boundless light. 
and he rules over the western paradise of Sukhavati, the pure land of ultimate bliss in which all beings enjoy unbounded happiness. His color is red, his element is fire, and he is associated with life beyond the setting sun. In his hand he holds a lotus, the flower that is born in the mud and finds its way to the surface of the water to flower, like our true nature. He represents the ability to transform malice into compassion and opens a door to salvation that does not depend upon a tireless dedication to transformation. And the little note that, or little thing that it kind of tells you to do at the bottom of the card is, feel your substance, bones, flesh, and blood saturated with cosmic essence. Mm. I just thought that was so fitting today in that we're talking about soft and hard and that it's harder to be soft and that we have our bones and our flesh and don't forget that we have soft parts of our body and the hard parts of our body and our heart is soft and that's why maybe it's harder to be soft or it takes more strength to be soft than hard and just feel the feel feel your bones and your blood and feel them saturated with cosmic essence with that electricity in the air with thunderstorms or with the wind blowing across your face, whatever it is. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. I'm going to grab my little red Buddha right now and hold him and touch his belly. What a wonderful, wonderful blessing that reading was that you just gave us from a card. That's the thing about cards, folks. You know, everybody talks about all this New Age stuff, and I don't mean to get on my rant about New Age, Old Age, but the reality is... All that is is fear. (laughs) Why would we need to judge anyone's religious philosophies? Why do we need to put a label and stamp them as acceptable or unacceptable? Do we not understand, for those who were reared in Christian homes like Bob and I, what judge not means? (laughs) You know, I woke up this morning (laughs) and I thought, geez, you know, I've had a dream, just a night of dreams about people judging people, generally people I didn't know, and I thought, ah, and somehow I need to slip it in, and it's amazing how it all flows together. When we judge what, how another believes, that's, you know, basically, that's based in fear that we're not enough, that, that we aren't important enough, and these cards dare. You know, I can remember, I was so tightly wound as a Christian when I would just had Christianity. You know what I jumped to? I jumped from Christianity to Judaism because I had to go someplace comfortable. Right. And uh, you know, so I jumped straight into getting trained to be uh, a Jewish convert. And my, my Jewish name was Miriam, and sister of Moses, uh, divine being. The uh, every no one could believe that, uh, and I don't quite know why. I don't understand all the dynamics, but I guess most converts are called uh, Ruth, I think. And so here I was with this really unusual name and actually somewhat deified name in the faith. And the rabbi who trained me trained me in so many beautiful things. But as we're moving along, I, I reached a point where suddenly one day, although my mind was brighter, I thought about things differently. And one of the things that he taught me not to do was judge. It, it causes me no surprise at all that the ACLU is largely funded by Jewish dollars because he taught me not to judge. It was huge. Not to say I never do. Forgive me. I'm, I have a little gossip mouth on occasion too, but not too often because it makes me feel sick inside. I immediately feel guilty and I have to start running around making apologies. It's not worth it. You know, It's not worth it. But these cards, the first time I picked up a set of cards, I can't even remember what they were. I was convinced that there was going to be some lightning striking me. Because when I left Judaism and I left, and so now I'm a Christian Jew, and then I studied the Koran, and then I found Buddhism, and just came to know that we needed to all just relax in the moment. Didn't matter what faith I was, and I love all of them. I love every face of God. Everyone. But when I bought my first cards, I thought I was going to get struck with lightning. I 
truly did. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. She's already in the tarot I, cards. <laughs> I, oh, God, when I got my tarot, oh. <laughs> so that was like, I mean, I, I literally was like burning all these white candles in, in you know, tarot terror. <laughs> you know, and, and what we <laughs> You're like what? chicken soup for the heart cards. <laughs> I know, that's what I needed, chicken soup for the heart. It was really, really something. But now I encourage people to buy cards that, that they are drawn to. Because I believe, remember, I don't think we're ever alone. I believe God is with us all the time. And he'll lead you to exactly the right ones, to the right cards that fit you perfectly. Now, I have bought other cards since I bought this Conversation with God cards. And uh, they tend to find now, and I have the tarot, which I do. Uh, interesting, Bob is the tarot master. I do tarot too. We kind of do it. I think that Bob and I would give someone a perfect tarot reading because we come at it from two different per- places. Bob is is impeccable at reading the cards. He's just phenomenal at understanding them. I tend to some. I can't even explain it, but somehow. I don't even know what the cards mean, but when I see them, I know what's going on in the person's life. It's a very interesting phenomenon, don't you think, Bob? Oh, it, it is. I, I haven't stayed in practice lately, but and I don't know that I will anymore. It's sort of a thing that... Call us, folks. Sometimes you want to have us do a tarot reading for you, call. You're going oh, to have actually, to... we have a caller right now. Oh, uh, wonderful. Bring it in. Caller from the 604 area code. You're on the air. Well, that's nice. I didn't, I didn't know that we were so in tune because I was just thinking, oh, I'll call them, and then you're a step ahead on your, um, when I'm listening, right? Because once it comes through, so we, I phoned in exactly the same time as when you asked to to have somebody phone in. So it's like, wow. yeah, I think this reading's for me. <laughs> blessings, blessings. <laughs> it's. I, I really wanted, I was phoning to, yes, I'd love, let's do a reading because my, from my belief system where I'm at right now is that I'm creating every every moment of a script that's already been created in a sense and then the card reading isn't something, information coming to me from another source. It's actually uh, coming, the card reading is, is, is about what I'm creating in a, in a sense and, and um, in innocence in a way when I tune in to the fact that I'm a soul creating all this, that this is great. Okay, anyway, I'll stop right. that way. You are creating. You are right. You are creating yeah. the script. I mean, yeah, and I you think are man- mm-hmm. you're manifesting. Well, you know, in order for us to do a card reading, we would have had to plan on it and have, our, have the tarots and the whole thing. And right now, today, I know I'm not planned. But can you tell us your name first? Oh, my name is Carolyn. Um, well, my, and how about we we will do this for you next Sunday, so for sure. But you, you stay on the air with us, please, because we'd love your interchange with us today. And what we're going to do is I'm going to tell you, Carolyn, that I sensed that the cards, I pulled three cards, okay? And I sensed that these three cards are your reading for today. Mm-hmm. They are not tarot readings, but they are your readings for today, and I sense that's true. I wouldn't say that if I didn't. But we can do that. We, if you still at the end of the program, hang around, and if you want us to do one next week, we'll come equipped, right, Bob? We can do that. Okay. Oh, I, so I, okay. So I missed a part of the conversation as I was phoning in. So it sounded like when I was in, it said, "If you want a tarot reading, you can call in now." <laughs> Well, uh, I may have said now, I may have, I, I have to tell you, Carolyn, it was totally surprised to see the Ford light. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, was, I was really thinking, you know, that we were going to throw that out there and have someone do it, and I don't know, Bob may be able to go pull his cards so what are, for what you are, anyway. Mara, what are the three cards that you pulled? The first one is, what would love do now? Right. I have a sense, Carolyn, that in your life right now you are facing some real love decisions. That you are at a place where you are trying to make choices between important matters. Yes. And that you are carrying in you a pain that's running really from just to the um, right of your left breast up across a little bit your right breast and up through your throat to just below your your face. Your, I'm bad with muscle structure mm-hmm. there. 
-hmm. but that you are carrying the concern about not making the right choice. And with what would love do now, Carolyn, I suggest that you make the choice that is what would you, what would love do if you loved you best. Right, good Part idea. of this struggle that you are in right now arises from the fact that you are not focusing on what is best for you. No matter what the residual effects you believe may be if you deny self-love, in the end they will be far greater. Those residual effects will be multiplied if you don't love yourself. Because in making this choice in love for yourself, you will model love for those around you and it will all work out. In the end, it may be painful at first, but it will work out. The next card, the second card that I pulled was, if I do not go within, I go without. And Carolyn, I really recommend that you take some time and, you know, you're welcome to go. We've got all the passages for Uniquely Created, Divinely Inspired. They're all blogged in here. You go back to January and they start showing up one through. I think that you need to really focus on day six, which is uh, Fear Heights, the Light right now. And you can go in there. I believe it's like tab four down at the bottom. Or alternatively, you can send me an email at MKW Law Firm. In Ray Uniquely Me, and I will send you the book, and you can print it out or look I at it on your I sent it away already, <clears throat> so, right before uh, I phoned in. So I sent. Yeah. So we're right on the same page. So. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So spend some time just sitting down and taking deep breaths and going within, believing in your value. Once again, what would love do now? Guiding your loving spirit through your body, believing you are enough. Carolyn, I really sense that you need to be, you will be bombarded with thoughts as you try to go within. I I sense an almost helpless feeling like why, you know, I would go meditate or I would go pray, but it's not going to work because I can't get all this off my mind. And so whenever thoughts come into your mind, I'd like to encourage two things. One is in the beginning, when the thought, if it's about the persons that are involved in the love choice, say, I send... Tom, I'm making these names up, I send Mm -hmm. Rick, I send Charlie, I send Mabel, Mm -hmm. everything that I want for myself. I send them love, I send them happiness, I send them joy, and I release them to God, to love. Love it. We call call God love, okay? So I release them to love. And And then as you now move past the people, and you may have to do that, with each breath three or four times, just consciously releasing, starting to infuse love into yourself, starting to transfuse as you line up your chakras, love into your body. And then as you're breathing, believe and breathe and say in your mind, I am enough. Mm -hmm. I am enough. And the last card that I pulled was see more in another than they are showing you. That is always a challenge for all of us. I think that Jesus talked about it best when he told us that the love, the, the lovable are easy to love. We're here to love the unlovable. Yeah. But that doesn't mean sacrificing yourself, and I think that's part of your challenge, is that I sense that there's a guy, I'm embarrassed because I don't really know you, but I mm-hmm. sense that there's a pull from your heart towards someone whose behavior is not lovable at all. And yet you want to love them because you want to show them what love can do and how you can heal and fix the situation. And Carolyn, I want to suggest to you there is no right or wrong in life. There's only what serves you. But I'm going to suggest to you that reaching out to someone who is unlovable, fully exposed, is dangerous. Mm Mm-hmm. When I was very young and first learning to accept my heightened six senses, I used to walk around like an open, open, I don't know, pane of glass, and everybody could touch me and put their fingerprints on me. Mm-hmm. And those fingerprints stayed with me all day long, and I would wake up with nightmares and dreams and not know, what am I thinking? And I was feeling all the feelings and all the thoughts of all the people who were touching me. I don't touch very often anymore, but when I touch, I always pull in and pull up a divine cloak that makes it so that I feel for them and I love them, but I love myself enough 
to leave their feelings with them. It's such and detachment. That's the challenge. Your, yeah. I'm sorry. That's detachment. Yes, Would you that's say that's detachment? That, that is detachment, yeah. and that's the challenge you're facing in the decision. You're, all of your reasons for wanting to make your decision are noble, but you cannot change that person's life. You cannot change their choices, and you cannot make them someone they are not. They are not. Right. Only they can make those decisions, and so make the decision that's most loving and protective of you, and go within and. Love will lead you there. Love will lead you there. I love it. (laughs) Namaste to you. Namaste. May peace enfold you. I'm sorry. um, I read in a different way than the tarot. No, no. I. I. That's perfect. I. I I don't. I'm a Raj. I study Raj Yoga, so um, I'm more. I know. I understand the what you're speaking of more than the tarot. Really, I, I like the. What are the cards? I just got it. What are the cards that you're reading from? I read from Conversation with God cards. Mm, nice. But actually, I don't, they only have they actually have three short sentences. Everything else came from yeah. my my six sentences. My six senses. But they were, what would love do now? Mm-hmm. If I do not go within, I go without, and see more in another than they are showing you. Yes, it's now, lovely. Carol, I'm sorry. I just was affirming that it was lovely. Thank you. Thank you. you. Say one more thing. Please. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say we're going to. We'd like you to stay on the air and feel comfortable as we move forward. We do. uh, We're going to do a breathing exercise with the rest of our uh, listeners, uh, and may love enfold you today as you move forward in your choices. Okay. Thank you. I'll I'll listen in. Thank you. Bye bye. So, Bob, do you want to take us to our breathing exercise now? Certainly, certainly. The As always, I'm going to use the centering exercise to get us centered first so that we can move into our breathing exercise together. And again, this is from the book How to Pray Without Being Religious by Janelle Moon. There is a seed in you that is your center. It is your spiritual center and is the place where your love sprouts and grows. It lies in the heart in the deepest place of your being where love is never-ending. It is the place where love can find protection. Love can find its root. Love can find its wings to grow. This is your center. This is the place in you that holds heart with harmony. This is the place in you which you matter. From your heart, you are centered. You are in a green, growing place of love. Love starts with you and shines its face on you. Love loves you. Love spreads to your neighbors, to the world. You are centered. You are love. You are centered in the wonder of love. Let's together take three deep breaths, or as many breaths as you can take during this exercise, and feel the energy in your feet and Pull the air, that energy-filled air, up through your feet as you breathe in. Feel it coming up through your body. Feel the oxygen oxygenating your blood, going out into your organs and cleaning and detoxing the organs of your body as you take those deep breaths in. Fill your lungs with oxygen. Pull that air deep, deep, deep into your lungs, deeper than you take a normal breath. Fill those lungs up as if you could feel the air about to explode and shoot out through your clavicle. Pull that air in and then let all of the air out. And as you blow all of that air out, let go of all negative thoughts. Let all negative energy leave your body. Have that air come out through the top of your head and down your spine. And as it comes out, allow it to align your spine and align your chakras, the energy points in your body, and feel yourself letting every bit of air out of your lungs, letting all the stale oxygen that's been sitting in the bottom of your lungs, let it all out. And again, breathe, pull the air up into your lungs and pull it up through your body. And as you do that, think of, think, 
positive thoughts and send positive thoughts to the universe. Send love to those who you may not love so much right now. Send love to those who may be your enemy. Then open up your heart as you're breathing. Push your chest out and expose your heart and let love enfold you and send love to enfold everyone around you and everyone who needs to have your love today. Think of positive thoughts and think thoughts of prosperity and peace. Think confident thoughts. Think thoughts of thankfulness and be thankful that today we're here, we're alive, we're able to share, we're able to breathe in the oxygen and exhale that is carbon dioxide for the plants to grow. Be thankful for everything that's around you. Be thankful for the love that you feel from others and the love that you feel for yourself. Let's take one more deep, big breath together and pull as much air as you can into your lungs. And then let's release that air together. unfold you and enjoy a little music to breathe to Butterfly Sunrise by Jeff Bjork.
Wow, that's beautiful. But yeah, if I could just picture that the, the, we'd get louder and louder and more intense and more tempo and beat into it. It was as if the sun were rising and the butterflies just, you know, waking up and starting to flap their wings and go away. I always try to figure out why, when I listen to music, uh, you know, why that title, and I try to incorporate the title into what the music is, and sometimes I can do it, sometimes not. In this case, it was pretty easy to do that. Oh, it is. It's beautiful. You know, the thing about uh, butterflies is symbolically or spiritually, they stand for transformation, and so we can all break out of the cocoon of who we were uh, to become who we are meant to be. It's, it's simply a choice. Uh, I so appreciate Carolyn calling in, and one of the things that she said, and I wish that I could have quickly gotten to um, a quote from the Dalai Lama about it, was uh, that she was involved in scripts that she was writing. And so, you know, obviously we take the information, the energy, the signals, the stimuli that we're given around this, and we write our script. And really we become, it becomes a question of how we're going to write that script. And the Dalai Lama basically says, you know, that um, we never find ourselves because we are always growing and learning. We are always different. So in every minute, we are someone different who has grown from what's behind us. Sometimes we choose to admire ourselves or tar or bind ourselves to past events, and, and we, but we're still moving forward. We're just moving forward carrying this gigantic load of garbage that we can let go and say, okay, you know, I learned from that. Now let me move forward in love. Let me move, move forward caring and being generous and kind and growing. In fact, that kind of goes with a great uh, quote uh, I have today from uh, Solomon Ibn Gabriel, and it is, um, the beginning of wisdom is to desire it. So the beginning... Short and sweet, but wow, packed a powerful impact. Yeah, yeah, huh. Yeah, you know, I was, uh, while I was brushing my teeth this morning, I was, I've been doing a lot of traveling and, and I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, how, you know, how am I going to get, not out of doing all this travel, but it, I'm supposed to not be traveling so much. So I'm thinking, you know, why is it that I'm traveling so much? What is it that's making this happen? I want to be at home more. What is it? And, and a little voice told me, you know, go look at your collage. And, you know, I think I've said on the show before that, you know, collaging can be a method for manifestation. And in my collage, I have, you know, and I think I've said this before too on the show, I have, it's a pool of water with a heart that I tend to think represents me. And all around that, I have mountains. And I love the mountains. And I you know, encased myself around these mountains, and then I have all these other things that are around it. And, you know, the voice said, you know, you're, you asked to be in the mountains. And where have I consistently gone? Almost all of my trips are somewhere in the mountains or where there's mountains surrounding me. And as I sat in Phoenix and in Tucson and in Sedona in the last few weeks, you know, I'm sitting there, and what is it? I'm sitting there, me, surrounded by mountains, just the, what I, the thing that I asked for. So, you know, it was like, okay, maybe I need to make a new collage. I need to ask for something else. Instead of saying, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Why do, what is it that, <coughs> I guess bottom line is, you know, it's that the, the voice said, well, you're getting what you asked for. You are. You know, it's interesting. I pulled out my uh, my journal because I had gotten everything that I had asked for. Uh, I stopped writing. In other words, I stopped asking. Oh my gosh, folks! <laughs> no, gee, there's so much more that could be. And so it's it's so amazing that you said that. You went to look at your collage. I went and I pulled out my uh, journal yesterday. I, I looked down and I found Bob. I found some of the books that we were going to send off to people for publishing, and I think I recognized at that moment when I found those books, there's quite a few there. I could even send some people some real ones for free if you send me a, 
an email but and an address, but you trust me that much. But I thought, I think the reason I never pushed publishing the book in a way that it can be people will buy it is because I really want to give it away for free. I don't, I don't have a desire to make money from the book. I only have a desire for people to have the wisdom that God shares with me. And right. So, and I saw those and made that realization uh, when I pulled out my journal again and thought, okay, now I think it's time to move to step two. And it sounds like it's time for you to move to step two, too. And, right, and we can't stop journaling. We can't sit. It's great to be thankful that we've gotten what we've asked for and that we we're realizing our manifestations, but we need to keep doing it. it I think you know, may, you know, that was really the message to me was, well, you getting, you got what you asked for. Keep, you know, you're going to be going to the mountains for the next three months pretty consistently now. Mm-hmm. And you know, my my whole question to the universe at that point or two was, okay, once that's done, how can I ensure myself that I'm going to be staying at home more and doing some of the other things that I want to do? And it's you know, basically stop focusing on what's already happened for you and look ahead and and start to visualize what it is that I want now. Yes. What does the future hold? Asking an open-ended questions, obviously, but also having closure to it. For instance, if you want to uh, sit with your feet on the ground, the solid ground in, in one place, don't have that place be Phoenix, Arizona. Did you notice that? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that. I thought, ah, duh. You know, I have it be Austin, Texas. And, and actually putting some, believe that you are enough, all of us, believe we are enough to put some personal definition on those magic moments in our life. We are not alone. God is sitting right on our shoulder. He, she, whatever word you want to call love, is, is there to help us realize our life purpose and to help us recognize what that is. If we're just brave enough to be soft and flexible, let go of the standards that society has put on us, forgive ourselves our own personal judgments, let go of the judgments we think others might be having, breathe deeply, throw back our shoulders, and expose our hearts to God and to love the entire symphony of our life is pounding with him and her as the orchestrator. With us as the conductor. We get to move that baton. Haven't you always wanted to do that? For any of the rest of you, is there something just appealing about moving that baton? Well, imagine yourself moving that baton through your life. Now, now you're ready for the crescendo. Bam, bam, bam. You're lifting it up, lifting it up, lifting it up. Bam, throwing out your hand, and now the crescendo is gone, and you're moving into that calm, quiet, peaceful zone. And in that zone, in that zone, we prepare for the next crescendo. And what's important is that we learn to embrace what God has given us, what love has given us. And that's where we are, Bob. I think you and I are each at a place now where we're prepared to write the next crescendo. You will do it with a collage. I will do it by writing in my journal. And I suspicion, my friends who are listening out there, that I can tell you now that I was writing for six months, that I wanted to talk to people all around the world about how God, how love loves them. And I have been so enthralled with the fact that I've been doing that. But now I'm ready to have all of us assemble someplace and have us demonstrate the power of love as we come together into a large mass and have that energy, that beautiful, holy, spiritual light erupt from us. And so I will be writing about that, I can tell you. Bob, you're going to be writing about staying in Austin. What else? Oh, 
I really haven't given it thought. It just kind of this morning dawned on me that I needed to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I really, you know, that was my main focus then, but just clarity in all things on being more flexible, being a better person to the earth and to, and to everyone in the earth. I think it's important that we that we start taking care of the earth a little more than we do now. It's it's a shame what we're doing to the earth, and we need to just you know do little things. Turn the water off when you're brushing your teeth, or recycle more than you recycle now, or recycle at all if you're not now, even if it does take a little bit longer for you to work with work with the trash, so to speak. Yeah, you know, um, being looking at other people and realizing that we never know their whole story. That's right. And and listening, just to learn to listen better, to learn to be more compassionate. I think that's really what our show is about, is about being compassionate and helping everyone and helping each other, you and I, to be more compassionate and all of our listeners to be compassionate with one another and with with your... You're right. Yeah, see more. Excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but see more in another person, which was one of the cards I believed I pulled earlier today for myself, which see more in another than they are showing you. I think we also pulled it for Carolyn. And it's just looking at people and remembering our connection one to the other as we engage in this revolution of love, remembering that we are connected to everyone. So when you look at that person with disdain, erase that log from your eye. Look instead at them with love. Look for their divinity. They may not even be in touch with it, but that doesn't mean you need to lose touch with it. Look for Yeah, and don't judge them where they're at. Remember where they... Not to judge. Exactly. Recycle. Let's let people recycle their lives. Let's let's not bind them and hold them into tight little confines of mistaken choices that we deem mistaken, which is a judgment. Maybe it was exactly the right thing for them. Remember the story of the littlest soul. Now, some of you may notice we're not talking about the Tao. I wonder if we should mention that, Bob. <laughs> oh, yeah. We kind of decided last week that we were... Going to go back to our old way of doing things, which is make up our own topics and just talk and <laughs> yeah. about compassion and love and not not keep ourselves so maybe the way I was feeling was is that I is that I chose a book, and I think we talked about that a couple times is that I have all these books, and that you know a voice said the answer isn't in a book, it's within you and I think you know it became more it became more and more difficult for me every week to come up with what to talk about and it, because it wasn't my feelings. It was reading reading and interpreting something else. So I I do like, and I, what we weren't able to pull in as much materials from other places and there wasn't enough room to have callers call in and things like that. So we wanted to just make the show more au naturel, if you will. Yeah, we wanted to go back to talking to each other too. Yep. <laughs> There wasn't any room for the weather, (laughs) you know, and and what was going on in our lives and our travels and how all of those things interact with who we are. If nothing else, Bob and I are here demonstrating how two people can love each other from a distance and not in a sexual way at all. There's no sexual component to our relationship. It's purely human-to-human love. And we're here to deliver it together. And, and, and we are so fortunate to have Bob being brave enough, uh, a man who travels all around, to be brave enough to talk about being a heightened sixth sensor, to talk about the tarot, even though I kind of thrust it on him, to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if he talks so much. I kind of thrust him there today. But to talk about love, to talk about God and the role God and love plays in our lives, they're synonymous for us. I try to use both words almost simultaneously because I'd like us all to get in the habit of using the word love for God. And, and as we practice, and it's just practice, 
who knows, but can you imagine where this revolution is going? We have taken up our entire day today. And, Bob, I just want to say thank you for uh, encouraging uh, to move away from the Dow. Um, thank you for, for being brave enough to, to be a man who shows love. We have so many ministers in pulpits, but their messages are generally not love-filled, and we're fortunate to have you here. Oh, we thank are. you, and we're fortunate to have you here with us as well, of course. Thank you. Thank you so much. The, we're about out of time, so I want to say everyone have a wonderful week, and may love enfold you as you go throughout the week, and practice compassion as you go through the week. And thank you for listening. And thank you, Carolyn, for calling in. Also, I agree, may love enfold you, peace be with you all, and let us imagine ourselves as agents of love, seeing more in others than they show us, going within and getting support from God, which is waiting there. God is waiting to hold your hand, to rub your back, to pull you forward, to protect you, if you'll just invite love into your life. Dare to be love. It can make a difference.